Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. We go behind the headlines about the news clouding St. Louis County Executive Steve Stanger's administration. Federal authorities dropped a subpoena reportedly asking for information from Stanger, his staff, and the St. Louis Economic Development Partnership. Stanger has promised to fully cooperate, but how will the subpoena affect his future in St. Louis regional politics? Joining me to discuss the Stanger saga is Fred Ehrlich, St. Louis Public Radio's politics editor and my boss. Welcome, Fred. Thank you, Jason. What should people in St. Louis County take from this uh, frantic news about the Stanger administration? Well, obviously, it's it's not good. It, it, it looks bad. I mean, I, everybody's, you know, innocent until proven guilty in this country. And uh, this is no this is no different. But I just think when the when the when the feds investigate, when subpoenas are issued, there's something I believe there's something there, whether it's, you know, enough for a conviction, we're going to have to see. We will have to see. And I think that there has been questions about the connection between campaign contributions and county contracts for a long time with with Steve Stanger. Many of his political adversaries have accused him of pay-to-play, which he's always denied. The fact that the federal authorities are looking into contracting specifically, does that mean that there's more fire than smoke? Uh, again, in my opinion, I would say yes, because I don't think the, the, the feds go on fishing expeditions. They they go after things like this when there is something there. What What is there is still unclear. There's, you know, there's been all kinds of accusations against Stenger uh, of being, you know, uh, of, of helping campaign contributors. And that's always a fine line, Jason, as you well know, in covering politics between between donors and, and uh, people in office. Not to get uh, too microscopic here, but the St. Louis County Executive's Office does have a lot of power in granting contracts as compared to St. Louis City, where it's three people deciding that. Could this be kind of a a warning lesson not to place so much power over so much money in the hands of one person? I I think it could be. Uh, You know, unfortunately, you know, the the way politics uh, is now in this country is it really does come down to money much of the time. And so many people have, again, in my opinion, too much influence. So one of the big situations that happened in the midst of this is Stanger, who was initially going to be the leader of a new government under a city-county merger plan, no longer the case. They're now making the county executive and the St. Louis mayor the co-mayors. Nancy Rice told me of Better Together that the two weren't connected. It was backlash from Stanger getting so much power under the plan. Um, some skepticism, but do you think that there that 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 explanation could have some validity, given that there was legitimate backlash after that announcement? Well, there was le- legitimate backlash, but I don't believe that for one second. I'm not I'm not just skeptical. I don't believe it. Uh, I, you know, I I just think it was too coincidental. There's too many people who have who have close ties between the Better Together organization and the Stanger organization. I think they knew this was coming or something was coming and they wanted to get out ahead of it. I don't blame them for doing it. Now, as you said, there already was some backlash against Stenger having so much power being unelected. So I don't think it, you know, it's, it's the wrong decision necessarily, but I'm not buying their explanation. I want to play a clip now from St. Louis Mayor Lida Krusen, who is a close, close political ally of Stenger. She was asked at a media availability yesterday whether she still supports the county executive. You know what, it's my job to work with whoever the county executive is. And uh, so I'm going to continue to work with the county on every issue that we can. 
I heard that response, and maybe I'm reading a little bit too much into it, but it, it sh- that sure didn't seem super supportive of Stanger's plight. What do you think, Fred? I'm with you on that. I, I think if you listen even closer, you can hear Krusen running away from Stanger. Um, I, you know, it's just it, what, she doesn't want any anything to do with any you know hint of impropriety or investigation, and so I think she's smart by distancing herself. She didn't seem to believe that the the legal situation that Stanger is in is going to affect support for the city-county merger plan. Um, It doesn't need to pass in the city and the county in order to be implemented since the organizers are taking it to the statewide ballot. What do you think of the mayor's uh, sentiments about that? I I, I kind of agree with her on that. Uh, I mean, I think people didn't like the Stenger would have so much power without being elected. But as far as, you know, getting into the, you know, her her opinion of, you know, how this will affect that, I, I'm just, I, I think she's right on that. And it did, does present the scenario, though, if for some reason Stenger leaves office before January 1st, 2021, is replaced with a county executive that does not get along politically or philosophically with Krusen, and the merger passes, then you have two co-leaders that are going to be struggling to make big decisions. Krusen says that's not going to be a problem. What do you think? I think that could be a, a very big problem. I think it could be a big... I, I would always wondered about that setup in general where, uh, you know, this transitional mayor thing, I understand why they're setting it up. I think Krusen does need to be involved, but I think you need one chief executive who's making the decisions. That person can have, you know, advice and counsel from somebody else. But if if you have two leaders, what if they disagree on, on policy? How, how's that going to play out? In the last minute that we have, last night, uh, the St. Louis County Council uh, decided not to get outside attorneys to help comply with the subpoena. It's been reported by the St. Louis Business Journal that Stenger has hired Scott Rosenblum to represent him. He didn't uh, actually confirm that with me, but did confirm that with the Post-Dispatch. Everybody's entitled to an attorney, and I don't think the hiring of Rosenblum means guilt or innocence, but Rosenblum does have a reputation for taking on high-profile and controversial clients. What do you make of that development? I don't think it means guilt or innocence either. What I think it means is seriousness. And what I mean by that is how serious the situation is, how Stenger views how serious the situation is. And he went out and hired the best, if not the best, criminal defense attorney in St. Louis. And in the 15 seconds we have left, if you had to sum up this week's news in a couple of sentences, what would it be? Um, I would say not necessarily shocking, uh, obviously interesting, but, you know, Stenger, the, the, these rumors have been flying around about Stenger for a long time. Uh, a lot of people think he is t- too close to his donors, and so I am not surprised. Well, Fred, thank you for being in studio today, and we'll be following this story closely. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. We have a staffing announcement. Don Marsh resigned as host of St. Louis on the Air on Wednesday, March 27th. We want to thank him for his more than 13 years as host. Until a permanent replacement is found, reporters and producers will fill in.